Good freaking morning, Roaring Urchins! This is Beckett Wolf with the Boca Del Mar Morning Announcements, brought to you by the Boca AV Club. Homeroom starts in 10 minutes, but first, the news. The ninth grade gym's class square dancing unit has been cut short after two hapless students accidentally danced in a pentagram rather than a square, opening up a gate directly to hell and condemning them to eternal torture. Coach Wu says everyone will instead finish up the quarter with dodgeball. Nice. Next, Principal Maffei has asked me to make a quick announcement. To the group of sophomores who took Molly at this weekend's speech and debate competition, kidnapping is actually a pretty serious criminal offense. Please bring Molly back at your soonest convenience. Her parents are in the office worried because she has a Taekwondo ballet fight tomorrow and needs to be back to rehearse her powerful final move. In other news, an exorcist met with the school administrators over the weekend and confirmed that the janitor's closet is not haunted. That's a real guy in there. Turns out his name is Mike, and apparently he's paid by the school to clean up messes and generally tidy things up. Who knew? For the first segment of today's show, the school bully, Norman Gates, is sick this week, so he sent in a clip to play over the speaker so that he doesn't miss out on any of his bullying. Norman? Hey, thanks. Yeah, so, um, I guess this is, like, being played from all the speakers in the school. Okay, geez, that's... A lot of people, I don't usually like speaking in front of crowds, but, uh, here we go. Okay, so Jason Zielsen, um, if you're wearing your Nike shirt, uh, it's not fooling anyone, you're, like, still a nerd. Uh, but, and if you're wearing your headphones, like, maybe uh, I'd ask if you were, like, listening to an audiobook called How Not to Be a Nerd. Um, uh, okay. Um, Elizabeth Lau, uh, if you're in the hallways, like, listening, uh, uh, over to speakers, uh, you don't have any friends. Uh, but if you are, like, currently with a couple of friends, just forget it. Uh, okay, and Jose Villalobos, if you're wearing glasses, uh, four eyes, you're four eyes, but if for some reason you switched to contacts in this past week since I've been sick, uh, never mind that, uh, yeah, you're actually alright. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Norman. Feel better soon, man. Next, Derek from 11th grade is making a short film and asked to make a casting call announcement. So listen up, all you future movie stars. What's up, Boca? It's Derek. For those of you who don't know me, yes, I do have a video on my phone of Marty Scorsese saying that he's related to me by blood because my dad paid him 40 grand to say it. So yeah, you could say that filmmaking is like basically built into my DNA or whatever. Now... I'm making a film that I don't expect any of you to understand, okay? It's bold, it's new, and it's just sick and twisted enough to make people actually wake up. I need one male actor to play the heroic lead, a despotent orphan moisture farmer who grows up to wield a laser sword and defeat the forces of evil in the galaxy. And I need one female actress to play his hot sister, who he secretly has a crush on. Not in the same way that people have been spreading rumors about me wherein I accidentally kissed my sister as part of a YouTube prank, but rather in a real true film way that cuts deep and makes us question whether it is actually so crazy to kiss your sister even if it was actually just like a dumb YouTube prank. So if you're interested and ready to change the world, then meet me at dawn tomorrow in the grain silo. All right, Derek signing off. 
Cool movie idea, Derek. In other news, a ragtag group of historians, archaeologists, and adventurers will be in the school this afternoon as part of a globe-trotting treasure hunt. Fun! Here to explain what's going on is a special guest, Benji Barrows, the leader of the team. Thanks. Glad to be here. My name's Benji Barrows. Three weeks ago, my father, renowned Egyptologist Luther Barrows, went missing. All he left me was a torn chunk of a map, a map to the lost city of Atlantis, which he'd been searching for his whole life. I always thought it was fake, but now, in a race against the clock to find my missing dad, I'm not so sure. Alongside the rest of my team, Master Codecracker Lexi Stars, kickboxing anthropologist Rico Burgundy, and our monkey pal Walnuts, I've traveled from crowded Moroccan bazaars to the salt mines of Peru, all while being pursued by mysterious members of something called the Order of the Thorny Crown. And now, after solving a riddle hidden inside Mozart's Fifth Symphony, I've been led here, Boca del Mar High School, in search of the final piece of my father's map. So, uh, we'll just sort of be poking around this afternoon, looking for stuff that looks like, well, you know, like historical and mysterious and occult and shit. Uh, I, I don't know, like a Rubik's Cube with the Zodiac on it could be a thing, or like maybe a Botticelli painting with a hidden crusade symbol or something. I don't really know, but things along those lines. Uh, when you see them, you'll know them. Catholic shit a lot of the times, if I'm being honest, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, anyways, feel free to give me and my team a heads up if you have any ideas where to look. Oh, and one more thing. Beware the Order of the Thorny Crown. Now, we check in with the Boca del Mar Gazette's own Monica Clearwater for sports updates. Thanks. Last week was huge for Roaring Urchin Athletics, starting with a 4-1 win over Blandale in soccer. Then, we had a tough 76-54 loss in the hot dog eating contest with Central High. Finally, on Friday, a resounding 34-21 win over Montville in the Hunger Games-style battle to the death. 34 and 21 being how many students died from each school, respectively. So yeah, bittersweet, but all in all, a good week to be a Roaring Urchin. Definitely a good week to be a roaring urchin, but hey, isn't it always? <laughs> As you all know, the Spirit Committee held their annual charity gala last Friday, and things didn't go well. Here to report on the disastrous event is AV Club correspondent Blake Lively. Thanks, glad to be here. It was supposed to be an evening of pomp and circumstance with all the money raised going straight to a charity that makes BDSM gear for pets. But Friday's charity gala ended with exactly zero dollars raised when, after a series of mishaps and gaffes, everyone not mandated to be there by the state of California ultimately fled. Things were off to a bad start within the first 15 minutes of the event, after cheer captain Courtney Bingo attempted to quote-unquote turn her date hot by gently removing his glasses and brushing his bangs to the side. Unfortunately, her date, chess club captain Seth Dinwiddle, did not grow noticeably hotter, but did get noticeably more blind, and almost immediately walked directly into the horns of a Canadian bull moose head mounted on the wall, impaling himself. It wasn't fatal, but the moaning and squelching was 
quite distracting for the rest of the night. And things went from bad to worse when, soon after, Principal Maffei cut into the enormous cake she'd ordered, only to find a dead, asphyxiated male stripper entombed within. Apparently, the bakery had mixed up the gallus cake with one meant for a bachelorette party happening down the street, and had also separately forgotten to cut air holes in the stripper cake. People still ate their slices, but it definitely felt weird. And everything finally came crashing down at the end of the night, when the cool kids in the badminton society rigged the ballot box for the evening's gala high court election to ensure that 10th grade goth punk Vance Sabbath would win Gala King, only to dump a bucket of rancid hog blood on him when he went on stage to receive his crown. Of course, this was all premeditated. Vance is co-president of the Badminton Society, and they dumped the hog blood on him at his direct request, because he's a little Edgar Allan Poe-ass freak who's into that sort of thing. But it sure did stink up the whole room real bad, and pretty much everyone booked it after that. Anyways, refunds aren't being offered, but the Spirit Committee has left a donations box outside the lunch line if you still want to give money to that BDSM pet charity thing. That's it. We once again have an update from 10th grade life sciences teacher Mr. Humboldt regarding the ongoing class pet situation. I thought I had it all figured out. Students keep messing with the class pets that I select, so I decided to let them choose a pet this time in order to remove any incentive for pranks or shenanigans. Well, imagine my surprise when I walk into class on Monday morning to find a fully grown saltwater crocodile sitting in my desk chair, wearing one of my vests, and apparently typing on my laptop. To begin with, I do not even know how they got a hold of one of these incredibly dangerous animals native to India and Southeast Asia, let alone how they trained it to sit upright and use a QWERTY keyboard. The fact that this crocodile, which my students fondly call Mr. Crocbolt, is now not only teaching full lessons on plant biology and swampland food chains, but also somehow wields the authority to send me to detention whenever I try to regain control of my class is absolutely beyond me. They seem to communicate with him using a series of growls, grunts, and snapping sounds, and I am personally convinced that this elaborate prank is most certainly the doing of Freddie Jenkins and Darla Montague, two failing students in my class who are now somehow being awarded A-pluses under Mr. Crockbolt's instruction. This saga is spiraling out of control, and I am now afraid to openly question the animal's place in the classroom, since some of my students have apparently helped him join the Boca County Teachers Union, and any direct challenge to his authority as an educator could result in legal action against me. Vice Principal Brown, if you are listening to this, I urge you to please reconsider placing Mr. Crockbolt on the PTA steering committee, as I fear that any sudden shortage in his food supply could lead to a parent-teacher bloodbath that is entirely avoidable if you give me the authority to purchase a tranquilizer gun with department funds and put this class pet matter to rest once and for all. Thank you. 
That's it for today, urchins. Thank you for listening in. Tune in tomorrow, same time, same place, for more. And until then, roar on, roaring urchins.